I'm Elder Shanina Walker. Thank you for joining me today on our podcast, Yasha, Young and Sharing His Anointing. Today on our Let's Wrap readings, we're going to be talking on the subject of casting off the spirit of fear. Our scripture today is going to be coming from 2 Timothy, the first chapter and the seventh verse. Let's read. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let's wrap. In reviewing the scripture today, we can plainly see that the Apostle Paul is writing a second letter from Rome to Timothy. Now, in case you don't know, Timothy is one of his sons in the gospel. He was writing because at this particular time, the Apostle Paul had been in prison for the second time. We can clearly see he was coming to the close of his life. He was writing to encourage Timothy to continue doing the work of the ministry. The Apostle Paul was a man that he himself had suffered many things, but yet full of wisdom through the Spirit of God, he was informing his son Timothy on what was to come. He knew Timothy would one day have to encounter persecution and turmoil in dealing with false teaching in his congregation. The Apostle Paul was urging him to exercise his spiritual gifts, boldly face suffering as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, and deal wisely with false teaching in his church. The Apostle Paul reminded Timothy of the faith he knew he had inside of him. If we read the fifth verse, it begins, As I remember the sincere faith you have, the kind of faith that your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice also had. I am sure that you have it also. We know that faith means strong belief in God or in a doctrine or a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. In the sixth verse, we see the Apostle Paul was saying, for this reason, I remind you to keep alive the gift that God is giving you when I laid hands on you. I found that many people today are leery about having hands laid on them. For those that may be in doubt or in conflict about this, it's okay to have anointed, spirit-filled believer of Jesus Christ lay hands on you. For we can clearly see in the scripture that by the laying on of hands, Timothy received his gift from God that the Apostle Paul is reminding him now to keep alive. He went on to say to Timothy in the seventh verse, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. When we look at the word fear and what it means, it's an unpleasant emotion caused by belief that someone or something is in danger, likely to cause pain or a threat. How many know that it's the devil's job to play with our emotions? Every chance he gets, he tries to cause us unpleasant emotions. How many know our emotions lie in our soul realm? We are three-part beings, spirit, soul, and body. It is in our soul realm that most of us lose our battle. I came to let you know today that we have control over that realm as long as we have the right belief system. In other words, faith to believe. The Good News Bible reads a little different. It reads as such. For the spirit that God has given us does not make us timid, fearful. Instead, his spirit fills us with power. Power means the capacity or ability to direct or influence behavior. In other words, our emotions, the emotion of others and of ourselves, also the course of events. Let me just repeat that. For the spirit 
that God has given us does not make us timid. It does not make us fearful. Instead, his spirit fills us with power. Power meaning the capacity. We have the capacity or the ability to direct. We have the capacity or the ability to direct or influence the behavior. In other words, we have the capacity. We have the ability to influence the behavior and emotions of not only ourselves, but of others and courses of events. My God, are you hearing me today? If we could really ever just get a hold of this thing and understand that through faith and the dunamis power, the strength, the power, and the ability that comes from the power of the Holy Spirit gives us the capacity. We have the ability to control our behavior and our emotions, and not only ours, but with the power of the Holy Spirit. And us as a vehicle, we can influence the behavior and the emotion of others. Whew, my God, there is nothing that we can't overcome. I pray today that somebody is getting this. The Apostle Paul said in the seventh verse, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love. Now, love means an intense feeling of deep affection. God has given us his love, his agape love. He created us to love and be loved. Jesus said in John the 13th chapter and the 35th verse, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Ephesians 5 and 25 goes on to say to the husband, to love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Then he went on to say, love your wife as you love yourself. Everything about us should show forth the love of God. The Apostle Paul said, God has not only given us power and love, but a sound mind. Now, a sound mind means having the capacity to think, to reason, and to understand for oneself. Apostle Paul knew that false teaching would come and Timothy would need to have wisdom from the Holy Spirit and the capacity to be able to think and to reason and understand for himself what was truth. Let's apply. Now, the Good News Bible interpretation is a little different. It says, sound mind meaning self-control, self-discipline. If ever there was a time that we needed to be bold, full of power, wisdom, love, and self-control, or a sound mind, now is the time. If you don't believe me, just turn on the local news station or turn on CNN. Look and listen to what we have to choose from as presidential candidates. I am saddened. I am dismayed about the state of our nation. It's unbelievable. I'm shocked at the so-called politic nonsense coming out of the mouth of an elected presidential candidate that has no self-control. Every day or every other day, there is something new. What's even more disturbing is the number of devoted people persuaded to follow. These are people without a sound mind, having no capacity to think, to reason, or to understand for themselves what is actually the truth. They like discernment. Better yet, look at the racial tension that is in our country right now. Our black men being gunned down in the streets by police officers, 
unarmed black men are being killed and there is no repercussion for the wrongful deaths. We can't afford to be afraid. We must stand in unity for justice. It is in these type of situations where if we're not careful, our emotions will overtake us. The spirit of fear, anger, even hate is crouching at our doors. We cannot allow ourselves to get caught up operating according to the system of this world. For God has not given us, his children, the spirit of fear. We cannot afford to fear the future and what's going to happen. These are spiritual warfare battles. We must do our part. And in the end, when it's all said and done, we must remember that God is in control. His will is going to be done. We cannot allow fear to torment us. Fear can be tormenting and can come in many frightening forms. Fear can cause us to miss out on some of life's greatest experiences. I have learned from my own experience in life that many of us are not afraid of the experience as much as we are of the consequences or the results of the experience. In other words, take heights, for example. I've always been afraid of roller coasters or any high thing that's off the ground. I found out recently that it's not the heights or the roller coaster that I'm afraid of, but it's the thought of falling in the midst of enjoying the experience of the roller coaster or the heights. I recently went snorkeling for the first time, and to be honest, I was terrified, but I wanted to do this for my husband so he can enjoy his experience. I found myself standing in the water about 15 minutes, putting my head under and coming back up, and I was still afraid. Finally, I began to talk to myself and to the spirit of fear, letting him know that he had no dominion over me. I'm not going to drown. My mouth is covered. My nose is covered. All I had to do was follow the simple directions and breathe through my mouth, go under the water, and I would be fine. After about 15 minutes of casting down imagination and casting off the spirit of fear, I was able to enjoy the experience of snorkeling. Through that experience, I found out that I wasn't afraid of the experience of going under the water as much as I was afraid of the thoughts in my mind of drowning while experiencing the snorkeling. I experienced heartbreak. It took me years to get over it. I became afraid of experiencing loving someone again, but I realized it was not that I was afraid of loving again as much as I was afraid of being heartbroken again in the process of experiencing love. I hope someone is understanding what I'm saying today. In other words, it's not the fear of going into a new experience. It's the fear of the consequences of what may or may not happen while in the midst of that experience. The spirit of fear comes in when we think too far ahead. If we could ever just learn to enjoy the moment of our experience, live one day at a time, give no thought about tomorrow or what may or may not happen. I spent many years missing out on enjoying moments of what I was experiencing. For instance, when I was pregnant, it was not planned. It was not expected. I was miserable the whole time, missing out on what I could never get back. If I could have only just embraced the moment instead of trying to figure out the outcome or fighting it, I allow fear and anxiety to control me. And so are you. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop fighting the experience of where you are right now. Many of us hate change, but no matter what it is you're experiencing on your job, in a relationship, whatever it is that's taking you out of your comfort zone, stop, breathe, and ask God to show you what it is 
he wants you to learn in the midst of that experience. Then praise him in advance for bringing you through it. Fear what might happen keeps a lot of us from moving forward in life. It keeps us from enjoying opportunities that we may have been open to otherwise. But because of fear of what might happen, we are held prisoner by what might be. Stop letting fear hold you captive. Most of the negative thoughts the devil puts in our mind never take place, but yet we are held hostage to fear, the thought of what might happen. If I take a plane, it might crash. If I get up and sing, it might not sound right. If I take a cruise, the boat might sink. If I get up and speak in front of people, they're going to look at me crazy. If I drive a car, I might get in a car wreck. If I play an instrument, I might mess up. If I trust him or her, they might hurt me again. We waste so much time living in the if realm, negative thoughts, and missing out on opportunities we could be experiencing due to fear of the unknown. The Apostle Paul said, stir up the gift. Whatever it is that's in you, don't be afraid to use it. Stop worrying. Stop being afraid about what people say and focus on what God's word has said to you. The Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind, self-control. God has not given implies that God has given us something, but the spirit of fear is not one of them. Fear is a spirit. That is why we don't live in it every day. Can you ever remember having a day where you were in fear all day, 24 hours a day? No, because it's a spirit. The spirit of fear will come and go. What the spirit of fear is looking for is weakness in our lives. It tries to take us over about a certain situation or a certain thing. Job said, the thing that I feared the most came upon me. Ask yourself a question. What is it that you fear? You have to recognize the spirit of fear when it comes and dismiss it when it tries to come upon you by speaking the word. You cannot give any room to it to take you over. The Apostle Paul went on to tell us that God has given us love. Fear will keep us from receiving love or giving love. Anybody that's ever had a soul hurt knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's not a good feeling. Maybe some of you may not know what a soul hurt is. It's when the very core of your being feel like it's being ripped out. When your heart feel like it's been torn into a million pieces, a soul hurt will cause you to question everything that you know to be true about yourself, others, even God. It affects our entire three-part being, our spirit, our body, but especially our soul, which I will be talking more about in an upcoming series. A soul hurt can come in many forms, a divorce, a death of a loved one, an affair, a friend's betrayal, church hurt. Any hurt, but especially soul hurts, have the tendency to cause us to shut down. Fear of our hearts being broken again keep us from receiving authentic love. And when the heart has been broken, even though we know how to give love, fear makes it impossible to give the love from a place of brokenness. As much as we hate to acknowledge it, hurt people hurt people. It is fear that keeps us trapped in hurt. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. When it comes to the spirit of fear, we must use the power that God has given us. Power is what we need to help us break the spirit of fear. Not just any power, but again, dunamis power. We must speak the word and cast down imagination. Fear takes our imagination 
to another level. Have anyone ever been home alone at night and thought you heard something? Before long, your imagination has taken over and now you're in total panic mode. The Bible tells us to cast down imagination in every hot thing that exhausts itself above the knowledge of God. Fear is one of those things that try to activate our imagination to exalt itself. It is our duty as a child of God to speak the word. The Bible tells us the word is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it is through that powerful word that we will be able to cast down the spirit of fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. We must continue to cast down imagination, take captive our throats in order to have a sound mind. It is a must when taking authority over the spirit of fear. We cannot allow the spirit of fear to take over our mind. Fear is paralyzing. When we live in fear, we hold ourselves captive while life experiences pass us by. We cannot allow fear to control our minds. Fear is the type of spirit that will drive you insane. We cannot allow our thoughts and our life to remain imprisoned by the spirit of fear. We have love, power, and a sound mind. You're not going crazy. You have a sound mind. Declare it. I have experienced many hurts, and I have tried to live in fear with soul hurts. And all I managed to do is leave a path of destruction behind me. I hurt many people who never deserved to be hurt. Again, hurt people, hurt people. We have to continue to disturb the gift of God that he has given us. Do not be afraid to use it for the glory of God. God has given us love. Don't be afraid to show it, give it, and receive it when it's given. For we have the power of God, the power to forgive, to let go of past hurts and fears. We have a sound mind. We walk in the capacity and the ability to overcome any obstacles in our way. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this liberating word that you have given me today. You have not given us the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. I thank you that I can walk in love and the power of your Holy Spirit with a sound mind. Father, I thank you for the gifts you have given me by the laying on of hands and the gifts and talents you have given me at birth. Let me not be afraid to use them for your glory. I know unto whom much is given, much is required. Help me to meet all my requirements. I don't want to be like the unprofitable servant that hid his talent in the earth. But when I see you face to face, I want to hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many. Enter into my joy. Lord, I thank you for all things. I give you glory. I give you praise. It is in your son Jesus name I pray. Amen. Again, thank you for tuning in to Yasha, young and sharing his anointing. I am Elder Shanina Walker. Until next time, have a blessed day.